Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, we have a very interesting topic that we're talking about. Uh, I have a very special guest with me from Pet Prana, and what's been coming up in the My Movies community lately has been a lot of people talking about chakra healing with their pets. Now, I didn't know there was such a thing, but apparently there is. So we're going to go deeper into that this you know, on the on the show today. But before I introduce my special guest, I just want to remind you that once the show is over, don't forget to click, click the link below this video to download the free ebook version of my best-selling book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams. So let's talk about uh, pets and and all things spiritual. <laughs> uh, please uh, welcome my guest Den uh, Denise Manch. How how are you, Denise? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And I love the title of your book because never in my wildest dreams did I think I would get to live this life that I'm living, working with the animals. I know, right? So we, we've just established that we live near each other. So we live in paradise, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but you were living, uh, you were sort of in New York, I thought, um, before yeah. now. Like, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you sort of ended up doing this work with pets. Absolutely. So I was actually in New York City for 13 years. And before that, I grew up in Brazil. So again, this weather in California feels very home. Um, but growing up in Brazil, I lived in an apartment and my dad didn't love animals. So I never had the traditional pet. I always had a connection to animals. I would bring in caterpillars and doodle bugs and basically anything that I could bring and have that connection with, which in retrospect was fantastic because it helped me seek out connection and the wisdom and the lessons from even the smallest little souls. Mm -hmm. So growing up, of course, we're, you know, encouraged to choose a traditional path. So I went into advertising and it's actually a good segue into the conversation we're having today because advertising is all about picking up on trends and people's motivations and their unmet needs. So after 10 years in advertising, I said, good Lord, it's everything you see in the movies, those, you know, long hours sleeping in the office. I said, you know what, I need a change. And that's where my love for animals came back into the picture. And I thought, you know, I'm going to open a doggy daycare. As you might imagine, in New York City, there's tons of demand for that. So I figured if I'm going to open the doggy daycare, I should understand pets and their behaviors and how to work with them. So I went through traditional dog obedience courses all through positive reinforcement training. And as I started working one on one with pet parents and their animal companions, I realized, wow, there's so much more here to their bond. So that's where I started adding some of my intuitiveness and energy work into dog training. Right. So, um, you know, like I was saying before, there seems to be this this growing number of people looking at doing some energetic healing with their dogs. Um, so. So what are the kind of the modalities that you that you do and, and what is the purpose of them? So with, you know, I think more and more people are ready to bring energy into training because we're no longer coming from a place of compartmentalization or separation. You know, the way we exercise, it's about mind, body, spirit. Now, you know, yoga is taking off. Um, you know, the way that we digest our food, it's a more mindful way that we choose what we're going to ingest into our bodies. So it just makes sense that we're ready to bring that in with our relationship with our animal companions. Mm -hmm. So for me in particular, in high school, growing up in Brazil, 
Brazil, we're very attuned to energy and very open to different modalities. So I got certified in Reiki early on in my life. So the chakras have been kind of part of my understanding and existence. So as I started working with the animal companions and they're humans, of course, I started doing the traditional fundamentals of obedience training. But when that wasn't enough, I couldn't help but look at the energy within the home. So what I did is I created a roadmap um, mapping the pet's behaviors against the universal themes of each chakra because I started realizing that at the essence, they carried similar vibrations. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know with Bella that uh, she's like a human trapped in a dog's body, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> and I think too, and I and I often say like when when my husband and I separated, and you know her and I moved up here to to LA. Um, when you spend that much time together, you notice you know energy shifts in energy. You notice you know personality. Like now she'll she'll make a, a, a little bark, and I go, oh, you're thirsty. So I know it's like we're telepathically communicating, although we're not. But still, yeah, um, no, pet parents are always very intuitive. So mm -hmm. what I'm here to do is help empower them to open up to that intuition because that's what our animal companions are here to help us do, to be access points, to go back to that remembrance of our interconnectedness with all things. Yeah. So when you, so what type of behavior traits do you see in, in pet companions um, that mean certain things? Like, you know, some of the common ones that you see. So the number one behavior that I get called in to work with uh, pets and their humans is on leash reactivity, which basically means either they're barking on leash, barking at other dogs, either because they're fearful or maybe overly exuberant. But what I started realizing as I worked with pet parents was that there was the trend where a lot of the dogs who had this on leash reactivity, the human also had some um, insecurities in their lives, right? So I, I uh, mapped it against the first chakra because the first chakra it carries the themes of I am feeling confident in yourself matters of grounding um, feeling safe feeling secure feeling tethered to the earth um, and so I realized that a lot of the dogs with unleashed reactivity the pet parent was maybe in between jobs or not very secure in their relationship maybe they had problems with their maternal figures in their life or their siblings but they always felt like they weren't in control of their lives they didn't quite have their footing on solid ground so i started realizing okay so there's more behind this that we want to look at and address so uh so do you work with the humans <laughs> to help um you know uh, improve the behavior of the, of the pet companions I do. So basically, I feel you can't separate the energy, right? It's all intertwined. So mm -hmm. of course, we do the traditional foundational training, because that's important. But then we look at the energy of the situation, and maybe, you know, some limiting beliefs that come up with the human, always in a compassionate and loving way. So it's kind of funny, because a lot of my clients say, Oh, my gosh, you're not only my dog trainer, you're like my life coach as well. <laughs> Like a twofer. It's fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so what? The, I, I know that there's some questions that you, that we can ask that that helps us to be in more harmony and connected. You know, with our pets. What are those questions? So, because their behaviors are bringing up broader patterns in our lives that we want to revisit. Like if they're barking at us for attention. Um, or nipping at us, they might bring up, be bringing up the energy of frustration, right? Like, why are you barking at me? I have to do this. I have to do this, you know, back off. What I always say is, okay, first of all, let's identify 
the energy behind the behavior. How does it make you feel and where do you experience it in your body, right? Because once we start identifying what that energy feels like, what our reaction feels like, then we can ask us their second question, which is, where else in my life do I experience that same frustration? So it might be when I'm in a meeting at the office and I say something and I think it's a good point. And then someone next to me echoes the exact same comment and your boss goes, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Yes. And you're like, oh my gosh, I literally just said that. And you feel that same frustration. So once we identify the frustration, where it's showing up broadly in our lives, we can start identifying, okay, so what have I told myself about this frustration? And, you know, there may have been an incident growing up where I said, you know what, my voice and my opinion is it's not perfect, so I don't want it to be heard. You know, I might have shut myself down a little bit. So once we've kind of gotten through those layers, then we get to the fourth most important question, which is, are you ready to change the story? Because a lot of these behaviors and patterns and limiting beliefs have really served us throughout our lives and, you know, whether it's to keep us safe or small or as a learning curve. And sometimes we're not ready to release them. But if we are, we can make that affirmation, create that shift and replace it with a new story, a new chapter. Right. And so what is it specifically that you do to help clear the energy and, and uh, you know, and work with the animals? So the beautiful part is I'm realizing that now the energies are so strong, right? In the past, you had to have very specific modalities that you follow and you do because the veils weren't as thin as they are now. Mm -hmm. I find that sometimes now, even just acknowledging the pattern and verbally, you know, saying, I'm off, I'm shifting this, that can be a huge, that can create the shift that you need for yourself and your animal companions. But for me, it's not a one size fits all. You know, we can do Reiki. Some people do great with journaling. Some people really enjoy EFT, emotional freedom tapping. Um, so really, there's so many modalities out there. It's about what works for you. But what I do is I help you work with your animal companion to translate the behavior that's going on. And then we can work to change the story and go from there. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. Like I was before when you're talking about getting frustrated, that I've I've probably only yelled at Bella like a few times, but I realized because I was just in the moment, and her behavior was like a mirror of what I was going through at that time. Um, so it's it's interesting how that that shows up. Yeah. So um, so how do you work with people? Do you work with people one on one? Like how does that work? So in the LA area, I do one-on-one, -on -one, I do group sessions, um, but I'm such a passionate advocate for online classes. I know I've learned some great modalities through online classes, so I offer the same so that we can connect with the community of like-hearted pet parents. Because by acknowledging that there's no longer separation, that we have to do traditional training, but also bring in you know, the energy in, we're creating a new vanguard in pet guardianship. So it's not everywhere that you find this philosophy. So for me, being able to offer courses like Healing the Chakras online um, is a way to really call in those that are ready to, to learn and then spread it around their communities. Yeah. Well, even the terminology in which you're using right now and how you know, you're describing the, the relationship and the pet companions and so forth is it's amazing. So, um, so I know that you've worked with a lot of people. You have to share a story. Share <laughs> a story of something that was like impactful that you really did see a big shift in, in both the human and, and the pet. <laughs> so I will absolutely. Again, going back to that first chakra, um, you know, I had two cases going on, two clients I was working with. 
One, it was a young couple and their dog had some on-leash reactivity. And so coming into the home, I knew them pretty well and, and they admitted to me that they were fighting a little bit, but that they both took the training very seriously. So on behalf of the dog, they were gonna work together to do the training. So in that case, it wasn't one person's fault or one person's problem over the other. It really helped them come together as a team and remember that they are a family unit. Mm -hmm. So they would come together at dinner and share how the walks went. Um, if the dog was a bit more reactive, they'd say, oh gosh, okay, we have been bickering a little bit. I have been putting this on you. And they would kind of course correct because to your point, animals are mirrors. You'll get real-time feedback on how you're doing energetically. And with work and patience and collaboration, the dog's on-leash reactivity, 99% gone, right? On the flip side, I was working with a client and her dog had on-leash reactivity and it happened to be fully her job. Right, she would take the dog out, she would take the dog on a walk while her husband would stay back. And so after a few sessions, I learned that her husband had had some problems with uh, drug dependency, there was some uh, unsettled energies in the home. And in talking, we realized she was not ready to change the story because she would use the dog as an excuse to talk about how worried she was about her life. She says, you know, I don't know if I can keep him if he's not gonna be on his best behavior. And, you know, I keep trying and trying and trying and nothing changes. And I realized in that moment, that story was still serving her. The dog was a proxy for her to vent her feelings about what was going on with her relationship with her partner. So it's, it's it's also a lesson for me in that sometimes if the humans aren't ready to change the story, that's okay too, no judgment. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see how energy can work to shift the pet's behavior or to continue learning that same lesson and that same theme. Yeah, so the interesting. So I, so what I also hear you saying, and may, I don't know if you had a, a dog, well, you, you didn't have pets as a, as a child. <laughs> Are we saying that the awareness of animals is also raising, not just the awareness of humans. Absolutely, we are all here to up level and grow as individuals. So I fully and wholeheartedly believe that our animal companions are here as part of our soul family. So we come together at times because we have similar lessons that we're learning to grow and experience. Mm. So I like to to uh, say it's like we all read the same book and instead of writing a, you know, a single book report, you know, I do one, you do one, me and my animal companion, we're doing a group project on that book report. <laughs> that way, you know, they're learning, I'm learning, and we have to give each other space and collaboration. That's why it's so important that we are not egoic, that there's no dominance. We're really coming from a place of harmony and learning because lessons can come from anywhere. They can come from the caterpillars or the dolphins who are, you know, playing in our beautiful harbor this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and I, of course, the million dollar question is, do you have a pet <laughs> to work all of this on with? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I actually do not, if you'll believe it. Right. Um, but to me, I have access to so many different furry friends that I'm deeply bonded with. So I get the benefit of being kind of the godmother to so many and being able to take that observer stance. Because sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to see the forest through the trees. I really have had a beautiful benefit of witnessing so many different bonds and relationships and what works and what doesn't. Right. So instead of having to go through a lifetime to learn the entire journey, I'm able to see it through various different lenses. That's great. 
Yeah, well, you know, I'm even like in Australia, I had two Maltese Terriers um, when I was with my ex-husband and we had, it was a very tumultuous time. We owned a nightclub at some stage, which is a crazy life. And, you know, mm. we had behavior problems with them. But with, with Bella, it's more like we're a partnership. It's like, mm. we're, like we're, we truly are companions. Like we're not, there, there is no dominance. And it's, it, I, I'm, you know, with my, uh, with my new guy, he's used to training dogs. So when he treats her like a dog, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no, 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 she's, she's a human in a dog's body. Like. Right? It doesn't feel quite right. Um, right. You know, they're beautiful little souls and they have so much to teach us as much as we, you know, have to learn from them and they learn from us. So it's about finding that balance and that harmony. And I always, you know, I'll say it again, pet parents are super intuitive. You just intuitively know that style doesn't work for you anymore. You probably found a different form of benevolent leadership where you're still creating loving boundaries, but you're doing it in your own flavor and unique way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in a different place. It's, it's so much better. Uh, Denise, thank you so much for today. Uh, where can people reach out to you or connect with you and, and work with you if they want to? Yeah, they can always find me on social media at Denise underscore trainer as in dog trainer. And then my website petprana.com has a lot of free resources. Um, in fact, if you click see new on an interview, you'll get a free gift that says the top seven things that your pet wants you to know. And it's basically through all my working with animals and intuitive readings, there've been seven thematic things that come up over and over. So it's a fun PDF that I like to give away um, for anyone interested in this new philosophy and the lessons our animals are here to share with us. So social media, website, petprana.com, and um, I'm always available for questions or just, I love hearing people's stories as well. So awesome, wonderful. <laughs> well, thanks again, Denise, it's been great chatting to you. Now guys, I encourage you to share this video. Please get the word out. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, and you, if you click the, the link below or the banner to the side, you'll go through to Denise's website. Um, and after all that is over, don't forget to click the link below that. Uh, so you can download the free ebook version of my best-selling book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon. <laughs>